Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. I'm Victor Marks, your host for this show, which is called The Victor Marks Show. They're making it easy for me, you guys. That's all I can say. I want to thank you for listening today and every day. My team here at All Things Possible Ministries really appreciates your prayers, your support, and your feedback. If this show is blessing you, if this is encouraging you in your journey, would you contact us? The best way to do it is either on social media or go right to the website, victormarks.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now, trust me, we couldn't do what we do without your love and prayers. And if you're new to the show and like to find a little bit more about me and what we do, again, just go to that website, victormarks.com, and check us out. Today, we're bringing you the conclusion of a three-part message I gave a few years back at Calvary Chapel Joplin in Joplin, Missouri. Now, I've been sharing about a trip my team and I took to Iraq at the time, and it's funny that I'm doing this because I just got back from Iraq again Last week, I think it was pump number 14, God is doing great things there. He's doing great things in Southeast Asia, and he's doing great things here in the U.S. On today's message, I'll be talking about some stories from photos I was sharing with the audience from my trip to Iraq. Now, as we close out our last episode, I was speaking about a powerful conversation I was having with a neighbor, and I want to roll the audio back just a bit so we can get full context of what I was saying. I'm excited to bring you the conclusion of this message which I titled, Christ is on your side. Let's listen now on this edition of the Victor Mark Show. Are we really better as a society for having sex before marriage? I never forget a gang member in LA, a juvenile. He, I never forget, I was talking about purity. He goes, it ain't all that it's cracked up to be, man. I said, you speak the truth, young lawyer. That was, a, that was a group that ended up saying, look here, I think the best advice I can give you all outside of spiritually, because it was the largest juvenile prison in the country, I said, I think you should wait to have sex so you get married if you stop. And this kid, because <laughs> it's a tough kid, he raised up his hand. He's like, I got to say something. I got to say something. I'm preaching, man. Hey, yo, man, that's crazy. You're saying, I, you know, I ain't supposed to do nothing I'm married and just, <laughs> I got to share my love with all the women. He said, how would it be better? Because trust you me, kids locked up, they ain't dumb. There's a lot of leaders in there, a lot of smart kids. And that's when I went, oh, Lord, you got to help me. I said, you'd have a dad at home. He goes, dang. And he sat down. I said, how many of you would have never have to hear your mom and dad fighting because of bad things happening? I said, some of you young men never have to hear your mom bringing a dude in at 2 a.m. from the club. And you know what's going on. All you want to do is grab a knife and stab that guy in the neck. I know what that's like. You could see young men, hot tears coming down. Because even though gang members, part of, they know there's a sacredness in their mother not sleeping around with a bunch of dudes. I said, the world would be a better place. I said, a five-year-old boy would have been never 
abused and locked in a cooler left to die. I said, that was me, 1970. I said, conversely, what God offers is, just take my life. I'm married 28 years, five children. First person in three generations to never cheat or be cheated on or be divorced. We've given up ground to the enemy in the area of what God made and designed. We let the world movies and all that dictate music to our kids and culture, what that's about. Shame on us. I'll say one more thing about that since I'm on my hobby horse. <laughs> Gay marriage, how we lost that in the Supreme Court ruling and, and all the Christians are mad and all the money that was spent. Huh. I remember telling a group of conservative Christian leaders, influences our country, I said, we wasted too much time and money on that issue and we lost it. You want to know why? Because those so many guys and people standing up and holding sons and being uh, uh, had horrible marriages at home. They don't have pure power against forces of darkness. They're just trying to do something that, you know, well, yeah, we're not going to. Man, I'll tell you what. If Christians had better marriages, you think a number of homosexuals don't look at that, especially when they're in their marriage and it ain't going good? I mean, you think your marriage struggle. People in the gay lifestyle, it ain't easy. I mean, we had some neighbors, two ladies that, you know, were married and all that and had a kid from different. And I remember she, she would walk her baby, the, you know, around, and she's kind of the tough one. She'd walk her baby around in a mop bucket, <laughs> put blankets and a mop bucket and a rope, and she'd pull that baby around the neighborhood. And I went out there, and I would end up start walking with her. I'm like, hey. I said, you ever think about a stroller? We get you one. She's like, ah, this works. And she goes, and we had that conversation one day. She goes, yeah, yeah I, know, I know who you are. She's like, yeah, I guess you're going to tell me my lifestyle. I said, I ain't got to say nothing except how hard is it? She goes, when she knew I wasn't going to judge her, she's like, she left. She'd been gone for two weeks, and she's using drugs again. I'm like, God. Can I pray for you? Say, yeah. That's funny. People don't turn me down from praying for them. Even Muslims. You want to see some photos? <laughs> All right, well, there's my good looking. I will see you tonight, baby. You know what I mean? I got Marvin Gaye playing in my head all the time. Bound, 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 bound. Yeah. She's watching this going, whatever. Okay, <laughs> sweet little gal. This is the gal that I said, really probably the most recognizable faces in international news. Uh, we called her the girl with no name because she didn't have one when she was rescued. She had um, her mom and her were fleeing. Anyway, her mom was shot and she was full-term pregnant. And uh, she hid underneath her mom's dress for, was it two to three days? Yeah. And would only come out to try to get water from dead bodies that were strewn around. I have the picture, but we decided not to show it because of the youngins. And uh, thank God for brave men and women who have stepped in the gap at the risk of their life. And you don't have to agree with their tactics or how they do or whatever, but you should pray and support them. Because somebody's out there doing it. Huh. Uh, so... 
Next, she, she was horribly traumatized. You, you, you couldn't touch her. She couldn't, she wouldn't talk. Uh, the only way I connected with her is uh, she was humming during that time. You know? She would, she would, mm. the only way I had a slight connection with her is I leaned my head against hers and I was humming. Because actually I remember as a kid, that's what I'd do to sell soup. You'd rock and hum. Mm-hmm. When her head's hit, she got it, and she leaned into me a little bit. Next. Um, you just, you see how sad that is in the world, and many people would give up on her. But God has a way to heal people when, when the rest would give up on her. We took her into our home, and we used this really advanced strategy of trauma care that I had to go to years of school. I had three PhDs in trauma care. Okay, eighth grade was the best six years of my life. I don't know about all that PhD stuff. I get it mixed up sometimes. I, I thank God for you educated folks, and I have a lot that work with me, but uh, I didn't get that route. This was her after a week being in our home. Unbelievable. God restored her soul. She started talking, and we ended up finding her name through tracking everything down. Her name is Demur, which actually means tear in Arabic. And we explained to her how God, you know, he does that thing with tears. He keeps all of them. And uh, you know how she started laughing, the breakthrough? My my 13-year-old daughter was sitting with her. And she had a little jar of bubbles. This was the advanced therapy. She had a little bottle of bubbles. She says blowing bubbles. And the girl looks up. And she smiled. And the next thing you know, she started talking. And then she wanted bottles. I was like, she's talking. She's laughing. Get bottles. I mean, I, you know, I like bringing in bottles everywhere. She's like, pff, pff, pff. I was like, more bottles. Bubbles from heaven. Amazing. This little boy was captured at, uh, we think, about 10 years old. His father and brothers believed to be killed. When ISIS came into the village, they capture, kill, take women, and they'll take boys. This, and this young man was actually being used by ISIS as a fighter. You know, he's a little apprentice carrying weapons and doing loadouts and all that. Um, he's so thin and frail, uh, you'll see him in a hospital bed, um, because he had shrapnel go through his back into his stomach and infected. And that's the day we uh, got him. And that's a couple of our team members. Look at his legs. Um, and he'd been in captivity for almost three years. We were able to take him to good medical care, then find, because part of our ministry, we have an intelligence aspect, right? A group, because you need to find out things. And the goodness of God, we, we found family. We're able to get him, physically take him, uh, help restore, but then put him with his uncles. And now he's in Canada. We found out that his mom actually had lived and escaped in Canada. I don't have the current picture, but he's gained weight. He got a cool haircut. He got some little, you know, grooves in him. And I thank God uh, for that case. Um, And... (laughs) Uh, now, this is typical of Mosul where fighting is. 
Uh, it would be a neighborhood that's just been plowing destroyed. And that little girl right there we called Boo. She was recovered from a pile of uh, concrete uh, and believe it or not, lived. The rest of her family was killed. And when, you, when these orphans pop up, you don't know their names. You don't know their family. You just And our dear friend, General Mustafa, who you'll see in a minute, uh, he calls us, but uh, here's the first day that we got her. She'd been cleaned up, and we fell in love with that little one. We fell in love with all of them. Uh, that's her and then another little boy recovered. That's Ali. And uh, people say, wow, they just kind of cling to you. Well, they don't have a choice. I mean, they're just, they're so traumatized. You know, it's just survival mode. Uh, so that's Boo at the bottom just pulled out of the concrete heap, and then that's her with us after about a week. And uh, we, we had a lot of work. She had lots of, you know, she had lice in her hair and all that. But we, you know why we called her Boo? Because when you see her walk and other videos on our website and Facebook, remember the movie Monsters, Inc.? That little girl, Boo? Exactly. She does like this. Ah, nah, ah. And she would... She would go after my dog. Ah, da, da, yeah. And the dog would be like, oh, gosh. She... <laughs> Take me to my soul. I want to get bad guys again. <laughs> now, this is amazing. After being with us, I think a couple of weeks or something, our intelligence component, we found out that she, now, we found out that she had a sister that was alive in Mosul. And we went and got her. And when I say got her, every time we do a movement into Mosul, it's a mission. Am I right? Because it's all, it's ISIS territory. And, and people say, oh, it's been liberated. Well, we were there before it was liberated. After liberated, it's just as dangerous in so many ways. Because now ISIS has, they're in, they're, they've, they've relaxed their position when they're in. You're driving by, you see a guy looking at you like this. You go, oh, you must be ISIS. We got the little girl, brought her to our house, our home. The little baby was sleeping. We placed the sister with her. And when she woke up the next morning, her big sister was next to her. Ah! It was unbelievable. That's in Mosul, actually, right in front of the uh, CCP, uh, where God works so much. And then uh, that's my dog, Scout. Scout is a service dog, working dog, multi-purpose so basically, she lets kids play with her, pet her, all that, and yet she can target a man and take him down very fast. And uh, she, people are like, oh, she's so cute. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and people say, is this emotional therapy dog? I go, yeah, because I'm a veteran, and when I carry her with me, I, I get good feelings, especially when she's face-to-face on ISIS guy. I have good emotions. Uh, there's General Mustafa. Uh, what, a, what a great guy. A legendary general in the Iraqi army that actually at one time, that actually at one time was fighting against Americans. Isn't that interesting? And now we're friends fighting a common enemy. And we've become very good friends. This general who's a Sunni Muslim held a birthday party for me. My second year, I had my birthday in Iraq. And he, he presented me, you ready, with a 
silver chain and a cross in front of everybody. And he said, this is from my family to you. He said, you and folks like y'all have shown us what Christianity is really about and who Jesus is. From the words of that man's mouth to my ears, I heard this. And he said, I know I've won many battles against ISIS because of y'all being with us and your prayers to Jesus. And he goes, may Jesus keep you safe and stay with us too. <laughs> Pictures are worth a thousand words. <laughs> I try not to let my superpowers out, but sometimes, you know, you got to get somewhere. It seems like that car was about to run over me. <laughs> or was it parked in the wrong spot? I can't remember. I was like, this is my parking spot. Yo. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's actually a little street. And uh, we, we do distributions of food uh, and then line and lambs. That's our main thing. If you, if you want to help us out, help us get line and lamb life packs into the hands of kids. That little stuffed animals, they actually, you press it, it has a, we made a special composition of music to help lower stress and anxiety. You know when children here in America get, they wake up afraid? How do you think they wake up? So many of them intense, hundreds of thousands of them. So when they, Grab, press the paw to hear this music culturally to them. And then there's prayers in their language. Truth from the Bible. Shalabang. Are there any others? That may be it. Another family. They just come to CCP. They needed milk. For a while there, we were making so many runs into Mosul with milk. They started calling me the milkman of Mosul. That was funny. And diapers. <laughs> and I'm smiling big because that baby needed a diaper. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> this old kid was at the CCP and uh, dirty water, you know, and all that. He had an infection, a fever, he was crying. We just walked over to him and gave him a little tiger, I mean, a little lion, pressed the music, and that music started playing and the prayers, and he stopped crying. And, he held, and his parents were just like, these are Muslims. Man, didn't God say, so let your light shine before? Yeah, your good works, people glorify God. Look, we don't have to try to be lighthouses. I'm only a spark over there. But it's so dark, even that, people go, what? What was that? He's helping our kid. It's a big witness for the Lord. And God's actually already preordained good works for us to do. So it ain't like we have to try. We just have to hear and obey and then you feel purpose in your life. Good friend. Great friend. I met him in a camp. I pulled him into our work as a translator, young man. And uh, he's Yazidi, hated Arabs because of the tension between the. And uh, he eventually gave his life to the Lord. He's honoring his all get out. Probably doing, you know, he just would rather be a poet. And he loved helping children. The last picture taken of him, he's holding an, an Arabic, uh, uh, an Iraqi soldier. And he has his hand over his face to shield him from the sun. He's holding him like this. 
an injured soldier is unbelievable. And then he was shot that day in his belly by a sniper. And the guy driving a Humvee right there, his name is Muhammad. They're all in it, and long story short, the Humvee was disabled. They couldn't move. They were, they were in advanced position rescuing a little girl and her dad. The girl had been shot through the eye socket. And uh, uh, Muhammad got out of the, this disabled Humvee and ran back to a place where he could get another vehicle to come and rescue them all. And Shaheen got out first. Going to transport the girl. He was shot immediately. They snipers have been just banging the snot out of them. They were stuck, and it was just bom, 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 bom. so it was the worst of all situations. And then when he was shot, he went down. Muhammad got out of the driver's seat to come get him, and he was shot eight times, one in the neck. And Muhammad lived. I was just with him a little over a week ago. How about that? Shot eight times by ISIS. I, I, he's on a video. I'm like, this is a guy I never want to fight. Can't kill him. <laughs> and uh, he just had surgery. They, they took that round right out of his neck. And uh, guess what? Uh, we got to pay for it to help him out. Isn't that great? And Muhammad ended up giving his life to Christ. And I think it was on Easter. Gave his life to the Lord. Unbelievable. Shaheen is with the Lord. He died 10 days after he received his initial injury. Okay. Well, if you've, if you've never accepted Christ, you, you ought to think about that. If you're walking in darkness as a believer, you ought to repent, right? Uh, so you can get free. Because the time is short. Your life is so much more valuable and meant for a reason. And it's not just to do this. Hard times, sure, but I'd rather hard times be orchestrated and under the sovereignty of God than Victor Marks pulling a pin on his own grenade. Does that make sense? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for today. Lord, I ask if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, Christ, and your Holy Spirit's actually convicting them right now, I pray that they would seek to respond to your Holy Spirit and be forgiven, Lord, and surrender the life to you. Not religion, but in that personal relationship. If that's you, if you're listening to me and you go, hey, Victor, would you pray for me? I, I, I need to give my life to Christ. I need to be forgiven. My life's in, you know, goofiness. It's messed up. Or I just know I need to surrender my life to Christ. If that's you, raise your hand. I'll pray for you. Where are you at? I, I wouldn't resist him because it's all based on love. Don't you think for a minute about a lie that God can't break any addiction or weirdness in your life. Cut that out. He's God. He can part the Red Sea. He can heal the leper. He can, heck, he raised a dead person. And then he himself, not trying to show off or anything, but was raised from the dead too. I think he can stop your porn addiction or hatred of your wife or husband, lying, whatever, cutting mattress tags off. I don't know, whatever your deal is. I think God's able. I think God is able because with him, all things are possible. He said all. Not some. He said all. Uh, we're the ones that limit us and the, the lies from the enemy. Anybody else that would say, Victor, pray for me. I fall in that category. Just God bless you. Good. God bless you. And you. All right, Lord. You've seen every hand raised. And maybe those who aren't, 
maybe those who are watching or listening, we pray, Father, that by the power of your spirit, you would do the work. You would cleanse from the inside out, wash everyone, God, who knows they need the cleansing power. And it comes through your blood, the blood that you shed on the cross. Thank you, God, that you make us white as snow. Thank you that we can come to you. And when we confess our sin, you're faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. So I pray for those who really come to you for the first time today. I pray that they would surrender their heart. They would confess you as Lord uh, with their mouth and say, Jesus, be my Lord and forgive me of my sins. I surrender my life to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. The gospel message of salvation, what we call surety of salvation in our world, this is why we do what we do. We reach orphans and widows, but salvation, we're talking about all eternity. And believe me, I'm called to be an evangelist, and I want everyone I know to get saved or born again or come to that faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, if you said that prayer in your heart, and now you want to know how to walk with the Lord and follow Him, get in touch with us. This is so important. Go to victimmarks.com forward slash steps to peace. That steps, T-O, peace. We have information there that will help you with your new walk with the Lord. That's victimmarks.com forward slash steps to peace. Thanks again for joining me today. I do pray God's richest blessings on you and your life. Go after God and seek to bring Him glory with your whole life. Now, let's go get it done. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.